0: Amen. Yeah. Amen. I'm telling you, I, I'm, I'm pumped because uh, I, I, I'm just telling you that you, you might have walked in here with all kinds of bondage in your life today, but you can walk out free. You, you, you might have come in broken and defeated, but you're going to walk out of here empowered. Hello, somebody. And really, and, and, well, how's that going to happen? Because you're going to make a decision. Right? You make a choice. No, I'm not, I'm not going to walk in defeat. I'm, I'm going to walk in victory. Uh, hello? I'm going to walk in victory. I'm going to go out of this place and demonstrate Satan's defeat. Man, if I catch him, I'm kicking him right in the crotch. I'm going after the devil today. Hello? You know, not a bunch of, you know, don't be all weak and, and, and timid. Uh, get some boldness. You know, the Bible says don't let go of your confidence, for it has great recompense of reward. That means that your reward is tied to your confidence. You lose your confidence, you're going to lose your reward. Says you have need of patience. For after you've done the will of God, you're going to receive the promise. And, and, and you know, patience is not the ability to wait a long time. Patience is the ability to remain unchanged regardless of time. To stand on that word and not give up, to not cave in, to not, to not quit. Hello? And so so what what in order to not quit is this is really deep. I hope you're taking notes. In order to not quit, you know what you have to do? You have to continue. Right, you just have to continue, and this is one of the things that just kills a lot of us is that that we we launch all kinds of stuff. you know we you know at the beginning of every year you set a resolution or two and and, and 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 you know uh, you know how that goes. it's a good thing, but most most of the time those resolution things don't work out very well. You know some of you guys you know said i I know some guys right now at the beginning of the year, they set a resolution, they're going to lose twenty pounds by the end of the year, and right now it's going great, they only have 28 more to go. And, you know, and sometimes the resolution stuff works the other way. Why? Because we start, but we don't continue. And so you just got to get this tenacity going. Man, I'm not backing down. I don't care what it looks like, feels like, smells like, tastes like. I don't care. I'm standing on the Word of God. It was like Stephen talking about his cell phone, you know, and, and we're not going to be stolen from. Guys, come on, you can't be stolen from. Yeah, but the Bible says the devil's a thief. No, it really doesn't. See, the the title you give a thing determines the power that thing has. That's why God, you know, and Jesus went around changing everybody's name. Because, you know, he he, he repositioned them just simply by changing the name. uh, Well, yeah, but John 10.10 says, The thief cometh not but for to kill, steal, and destroy. But I have come that you might have and enjoy life in abundance to the top till it overflows. Yeah, but he's not talking about Satan there. I know we apply it to the devil all the time because it just sounds good. Well, you know, he's going to try to steal. Well, he is going to try to steal, but he can't steal unless you give him the title of thief. Because, see, what you want to do is stop redefining everything. Let the Bible define the Bible. And, and, and the, Bible, the Bible gives the devil some, some titles. You know, he's a deceiver. He gives him that title. He's a deceiver. And, but the spirit of truth has come. So we have the antidote for Deception. Hello? I'm telling you, can't be stolen from. Right? And, 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 and besides that, even if you are stolen from, I think the Bible says that if you catch the thief, he has to pay back seven times. But here's why I won't be stolen from. I'd rather sow it. Because if you sow it, you get 30, 60, or 100-fold. I'm not a genius. Well, I shouldn't say that. No, I'll, I'll admit it. I'm, I'm not a genius, but the reality is is that I know the difference between seven times and 30 times. I'd rather have 30. So I'll sow it rather than be stolen from. And I know what you're thinking. Well, that sounds stupid. Well, that's what the natural man says to the things of God. Well, that's stupid. That's what the natural man, it's in the Bible. That's what the natural man says to the things of God, right? Right? You know, in, in, in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, let's look at this for just a minute. In 2nd, or 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither has it entered the heart of any man, the things which God hath prepared for them that love Oh, my gosh, is that not awesome? How many of you love God? Amen. And aren't you excited that he has prepared some things? Amen. Prepared, made ready, gone ahead. He's out in front of you right? He, come on. He's out in front of you. He's not, he's not shocked at what you're dealing with or what you're walking through or what you're facing. He's not blown away by it, okay? He, he, he ain't all freaked out and worried. No, he's, he's already out there, and, and, and he's carving a path for you, right? He's carving a path f- for you. You, you know, I, I love in Jeremiah when it says, before I formed you, I knew you and I sanctified you and I ordained you. So before 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 I formed you, I knew where you were going to fit. It is as if God had a dream about the future and he saw exactly where you were going to fit into that dream. So he started shaping you and forming you to fit that spot. And then he sanctified you, which means he simply means he made you different from anybody else. And and, and there's stuff in you and on you that nobody else carries. And you, you are unique. And you, you, you are, man, it's awesome. It's awesome what God's done in you. And, and, and he said, and I've ordained you, which simply means he's empowered you to fulfill his dream. Right? So, so he goes out in front of it. Ephesians 2, verse 10, and the Amplified is really good. Ephesians 2, 10 says, for we are his workmanship recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we might do the good work which he predestined for us to do. And, and, and planned beforehand. Man, I'm telling you, God's got a plan for your life. And beforehand, he, you're not shocking God. Okay? And look what it says. He, 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 uh, he, he, beforehand for us, that we could take paths, which he prepared ahead of time. He's prepared your path ahead of time. See, here's why the enemy's trying to get you off the path, because God's prepared the path for you, so that you could walk in it and live the good life, which he prearranged and made ready there's a good life that he has prearranged and made ready. So you got an enemy who's trying to get you off that path so that you take your own path so that you won't live the life that's prearranged and made ready, but you live the life that, well, this is my life. You know, I, I, you know come on, I've had kids. This is my life. And I'm thinking, thank God. <laughs> you know, the, Jesus there in John 10, 10, when he said, I've come that you might have life, that Greek word is zoe, Z-O-E. And it means life like God has it. It's the God kind of life. More life than death, more hope than sorrow, more peace than chaos, more joy. Man, I'm telling you, more provision than life. It's a crazy good life. And the enemy's wanting you, he doesn't want you to live zoe life. He wants you to live yoe life, right? He wants you to look at the things of God and say, well, that's stupid. That'll never work. See, but the natural man, he doesn't see the things that God has prepared. And you know, and we, you know, going back to First Corinthians two nine, we think, you know, we think cars, cash, and swimming pools. God's prepared things for us, right? So out in front of me, man, there's some really good things. Now, what it means is that he goes out ahead of you. It's it's a it's an ancient custom where when a king was on a journey, there were individuals that were sent out ahead of the king, and they go down the road and they and they and they level the road. So obstacles that were set up that would that would deter the king, they, they no longer were an issue. Get this. God's gone ahead of you. He's carved out a path for you, and obstacles that should hurt you, He levels them out. Come on, stuff, stuff that, 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 that wiped out all of the rest of your family. You you know, you look at your family tree, and, and I, I don't know. You know, I don't know your story. But but you know you know poverty, 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 poverty. Now you. And God goes out ahead of you, and if you stay on the path, He's removed that. Well, there, there's an enemy, there's an enemy that wants to get you to wander off the path that God's prepared and take your own path. Why? So you're on your own. Well, yeah, but God will never leave me nor forsake me. Right, but you but you're still not letting him be God. Right? There is a way. Proverbs 14 12 says, There's a way that seems good to you. But the ends, <laughs> you know, the Bible, the King James, it says, but, the, but there's a way that seemeth right to a man, but the ends are the ways of death. Death isn't dead. Death is separation. Remember the prodigal son? And, and he went and squandered everything, and then he comes to his right mind, and he heads home, and his father, seeing him afar off, says, you know, kill the fatted calf and get me a coat and get me shoes and bring the ring out. And uh, for my beloved son, who was dead, is alive again. Well, the son hadn't died. His son had been separated. And that's what the enemy's wanting to do is to separate us from the plan of God, the purpose of God. He he, he, uh, appeals to the natural man, to the carnal senses, so that we'll go after our purpose and our plan because we're under the assumption that if we did it God's way, we'd miss out on all kinds of really good things. And then we look, the the natural man, the natural man, you know, he looks at things and 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 his decisions are based off of things. Because you see, we're always looking for a thing, but God's always leading to a place. Every place, the sole of your foot shall tread. That's what I'm gonna give you. God's taking you to a place. But the but the natural man, he's motivated by things. See, the, the natural man's looking for possessions, and the spirit man is gonna be led to positions. Come on, stay with me today. Well, if I go to the position, let me tell you something about the position. The position is really important because, because uh, the anointing of God, man, the, do you understand the anointing? The anointing is really, really good. Hello? I said the anointing is really, really good. And, and I, you know, again, I don't know your history. I grew up in circles where, where, where you know, people were crazy, okay, and, and, I, and I'm talking in church. They were nuts. And, uh, you know, everybody's looking for for feathers. I mean, if they found a duck feather in the church, they'd think the move of God was on. And I'm thinking, no, we had pillow fights. And I'm, uh, you know, I don't know how to tell you this. But, uh, uh, you know, I I don't want a duck feather. I, I want the power of God. Hello, somebody. And and, and and the anointing, one of my favorite attributes. One of the one of the great attributes. There's all kinds of characteristics and attributes of the anointing. My favorite one, though, my favorite one is that the anointing has the ability to collapse time. Dude, I love that. You know, because how many of you guys? Uh, how many of you guys have ever broken a collarbone? Hold your hand up so people can see you. Just lift it up. Look around the room. There's several people who have broken a collarbone. Did it hurt? Dude, it hurts. You break your collarbone, it hurts. Uh, what do they do for you? Nothing. Okay, can't, they're not going to reset it, right? They can't reset it. They give you this thing called a figure eight brace. It's just a cloth donut, and they twist it and put your arms through there so you won't reach forward. You'll only reach forward one time. <laughs> you know, you, you won't do that again for months. You, it's over. And, and, uh, but eventually, the bone grows back together. Find one of the people that raised their hand, feel their collarbone. You can find the bumps. Eventually, the bone's growing back together. And I mean, it hurts, but eventually the pain's going to leave. But if, on the way in here, you know, if you you, know, you stumble out of the bus and fell down and broke your collarbone, they brought you in here, and the, they, they called for the elders, and the elders anointed you with oil and prayed the prayer of faith, and instantly, you know, that thing's done. And everybody, goes, ooh, the miracle. That was a miracle. Well, what was the miracle? His collarbone's healed. No, that's not a miracle. His collarbone's going to heal itself. Well, the pain is gone. That's not a miracle. The pain's going to leave. Here's the miracle. <laughs> the collapse of time. You want the anointing. Some of, you guys, some of you guys have been working for 45 years on something that should take about an hour and 10 minutes. <laughs> Hello? Because all kinds of other things have messed it up. Oh, come on, somebody. And, you know, and we're going to talk about that this morning because here's what's cool is that God wants to empower you. He wants to empower you to deal with this stuff. But, uh, but, but if you're motivated by things, see, the, uh, uh, a desire leads to a thing, but decisions lead to a place. And so in order to get you to make the wrong decisions, the enemy, all he has to do is tempt you with desire because you, you will make decisions to go after things, and you want possessions more than you want position. And, and, and it's just, it, this is just the common natural man tendency is, is that he, he, he's looking for things, and things move us. You know, if we see something good, we go towards it. If we see something hard, we move away from it. If we see something that's awesome, we, we want to be a part of it. If we see something that looks like that might be a challenge, we back up and wait and let somebody else handle that. You know, and, 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 and things are making our decisions. But, but see, the problem is, is that a decision always leads to a place. And, and what God wants us to do is to understand that position is more important than possession, Okay, so you are saying that if I do God life, I'm going to miss out on possessions. No, that's, that's not what I said. You'll be in the right position. See, because you can have all the right possessions. You can have everything in your life can be good. You, you, can, you can be good. Your heart can be good. Your mind can be good. Your body can be good. But if you're not in the right position, you're still good for nothing. Why? Because you're not in the position to use the good. I'm telling you, positions everything. And, and, and Jesus said, if you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, his way of doing, his way of being right, all these other things will be added to you. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him. And 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 and, and he will direct your path, right? And, and he'll give you the desires of your heart. And trust in the Lord, and he will bring it to pass. He takes care of things. I said he takes care of things things. You, you let him, you let him take care of things. You, you know, the way that seemeth right unto a man, but it ends up separated. See, we get so consumed with with the way. We, we, you know, well, it seems to me, and, and, it, and have you noticed things? And, and, and we need to focus on the end and let him direct the way. And then we end up in the position that we're supposed to be at, right? Eye has not seen, ears not heard, neither has it entered the heart of any man. The Things that God has prepared for those who love him. And he's out in front of you, and he's taking care of things. See, everybody's dealing with things. We're either coming out of something or going into something or waiting on something or holding something. Things, big things, little things, long things, short things, skinny things, expensive things, cheap things. Everybody's dealing with things. But God can prepare things. See, we want him to change things. We want, him, we, we want to pray when we're heading into something. And we pray that God would remove it. But he doesn't need to remove it. He's prepared it. He's gone ahead of you. And he's, he, he, he's leveled the road. And, he, and, he, and, and, he, and he's made the way so that you can have success in it. And see, I think that's kind of what the world needs is they, they, they need the ability to watch us deal with the same things that they deal with. But we need to have the power of God operating in our life so that we get a different result than they do. Hello, somebody. So God's out there preparing things. But see, you got, you got to remember this because in 1 Corinthians two fourteen it says, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit, neither can he, for they are foolishness to him. Because they're spiritually discerned, the natural man he he won't he won't embrace the things of the so so God's preparing things, but the natural man can't see it. The natural man won't, won't receive it. He looks at it and says, "Well, that's stupid." Can't be stolen from. Well, that's stupid. No, the, that's spirit. Think of how you can disarm the enemy today. If all of a sudden you recognize, I can't be stolen from. Well, yeah, but you you got that one time that somebody took his phone. Do do you do you remember Jesse? Do you remember when uh, I, I had the Christmas presents in the car over at Rainier Street? It was around Christmas time, and I had all kind. Of, I had a carload of Christmas presents, and they they came into my office and banged on my door. Somebody broke into your car and they took your stuff, and I said, "Okay." You gonna go get them? No. Why? I can't be stolen from. And like Stephen, you just were. They're like, your stuff, he has it. There he goes. I, sorry, uh, these things don't move me. You know, and guys, let me tell you something. Again, it's not because I'm a genius. I'm, uh, you know, I just choose to believe his word. I can't be stolen from. Make a long story short, within, within an hour or so, the cops were in the parking lot. Outside the office, and they came in and said, are, are these your things? Yes. Well, we got the guy in the car, and he wants to talk to somebody, and we went out and talked to that guy. We led that guy to the Lord. So well, that just doesn't seem natural. Right. The natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit. See, so you 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 got it. You got to embrace this reality that you know you 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 kind of you, you, you got to get this man that you got to stop letting things move you. You got to you got to stop letting things make your decisions. You know Paul is 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 writing and he says you know I go bound in the spirit not knowing what shall befall me oh except that the Holy Spirit is prophesied in every city along our journey saying that we're going to suffer great persecution when we get there. What? I, I'm, I'm headed bound in the Spirit. I don't know what's going to happen. That's a lie. You just, you know, the next verse, except the Holy Spirit says we're going to encounter persecution. They're going to try to kill us there. But none of these things move me. I Man, you and I, we need to get to that spot. You know, how, how could Jesus, when he's traveling with the disciples and they're out on a lake in the middle of a hurricane and you got the disciples freaking and you got Jesus sleeping? Why? Because he knows that God goes ahead of me and prepares things for me. You ain't not seen anything like this. You ain't never heard nothing like this. This ain't never even entered the heart of man, the things that God has handled for those who love him. So, yeah, we're in a hurricane, but he's got it handled because we know his purpose, because we're not living our purpose. For you are both saved and called, not according to your works, but according to his purpose. So when you're living his purpose, things are not the issue anymore. None of these things move me. Uh, 2 Corinthians 4.18, did I give you that one? 2 Corinthians 4.18, it says, While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. No, What? Okay, we're looking at things, but we're not looking at things you can see. We're looking at things you can't see. Uh, you know, there's so, there's so much here. We look not at the things which are seen. Okay, the things that are seen. See, there's some things that you can't see in the natural. So they are unseen. It doesn't mean they're not there. It just means the natural man can't see those things. But there are some things that God would love to show you if you'd be spiritual, be spiritual minded see if if you'd let him rule and guard your heart. see uh there are things in this room right now, I mean just in the natural realm, there are things in this room that are that are here but but you haven't seen them, but if somebody asked you if they were here, you'd go, well, probably. You know, I would I would assume, but you've never seen it. And, and you know, and, and it's kind of like you know, it's like the it's like the fire extinguisher over there on the wall. It's, it's right there. There it is on the wall. It's got a white case around it. It actually kind of stands out a little bit. But most of the time, most people haven't seen it because the, well, that's kind of like a thing not seen. It's there, but it's not recognized, It's not noticed. And what God wants you to do is begin to acknowledge the things that He has prepared. Hello, somebody. So that, we, so, that we can, so that we can travel this life that, that he's got for us, man. That we get on this path that we would, that live the life that he's carved out, prearranged, and made ready for us to live. So you're under the impression that he's going to withhold things. No, he's going to handle things. He's going to handle things, and he's going to provide things. Well, when God starts providing, well, here's the thing is that position precedes purpose. And purpose precedes provision. So if you're not in the right position, you don't need the things. That God has prepared for you. And if you're not, you know, to, to fulfill purpose, you got to be in the position. And position, you get in the right position, and then He's going to begin to reveal purpose. And after you understand purpose, all of a sudden, provision's not an issue. It's really quiet. The natural man. The natural man, he's, he's, he's led by, by all of these desires and he, and he ends up getting taken to the wrong place. Look at your neighbor and tell him it's time to get to the right place. Amen. You, you, you kind of, you know, can you imagine what it would have been like, you know, for Jonah? See, God's preparing things. The last verse of the first chapter of the book of Jonah And the Lord prepared a great fish for Jonah. (laughs) God's preparing things for you. Isn't this exciting? (laughs) I was thinking like a mansion or something. No, he's got a great fish. (laughs) I love the first three words of the second chapter. It says, then Jonah prayed. And in in your margin, it says, duh. Okay, because, yeah, no kidding. And uh, I think it's funny, though, that God prepared the fish for Jonah, but he didn't prepare Jonah for the fish, okay, because, because God's got this purpose and God's got this plan. And and, 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 and Jonah, you know, when, he, when he's first swallowed up by this great fish, and, 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 you know, go back later and read the second chapter, and he starts defi- describing it, right? He starts describing his situation, and he says, uh, I, uh, from the belly of hell, cried i he, I'm in the belly of hell. The bars have encompassed me. The waves have overtaken my soul. My soul is crushing me. Seaweeds wrapped around my head. Don't you think it would have been funny if we could read where the Holy Spirit showed up and said, I bet your eyes never see nothing like this. I bet your ear ain't never heard anything like this. I bet this isn't part of your dream, Jonah. You know, your life dream that you would be here. But he's not in the belly of hell. He's in the middle of God's salvation. Because oh, yeah. without a great fish, he's, he's gone. I mean, a lot of us are in the middle of a circumstance or a situation right now, and we are calling it hell. Why? Because you don't see the things that he's prepared for you. And so what you're trying to do is get out of it. Is the natural man's looking at us, this is crazy, man. This is food, this is bad. I, I need out. But if you could just for a moment let the spirit man rise up. Say, okay, let's check things out. I think it'd be kind of like kind of like uh, is it Romans eight thirty seven? Romans eight thirty seven. Uh, uh in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Well, here's why the enemy wants you to get out of these things. Because in these things is where your victory counts. In these things is where the spirit man's developed. In these things is where you connect to surpassing victory. See, if failure is not an option, then victory is worthless. And in the midst of your battle, in the midst of your confrontation, in the midst of your situation, you got a God who loves you. Come on, somebody. I said, you got a God who loves you. You know what you got to do? And if you're taking notes, write this down. Number one, I got to stop letting things move me. I got to stop allowing things to make my decisions. And number two, I got to remember what I know. I got to remember what I know because Romans 8, 28 says, and we know that all things work together for good for those that love God and those who are called according to his purpose. I know it looks hard. I know it looks tough. I know it looks more than I can bear. but, But I have strength for all things through Christ. Through Christ, and Can I just share with you, just, just in case some of you don't know, Christ is not Jesus' last name. No, Jesus Christ. No. Is Jesus the anointed one? Christ is the anointing. I can do all things through the anointing. I have strength for all things. I'm ready for and equal to anything that comes my way through the anointing that's infusing me with an inner strength. But the anointing is for the spirit realm. You anoint your your flesh, all you get is slippery. Get it? It's pretty good. Yeah. But if you anoint a spirit man, he gets power. So you got to quit running from things and start running through things. And I'm telling you, you just you have to stop letting things move you. And you need to remember what you know. Look at somebody and tell them don't don't be forgetful. And the third thing you gotta do is you gotta refuse to be separated from your position. You got you gotta refuse to be separated from your position. Because your your position, that's where, that's where the power's at. See, that's where the anointing flows. It's kind of like you know you think about the you, you think of, you think about the uh, uh, the the position uh, or the office uh, 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 of the president. It's, it's an appointed office, and inside that office, inside that appointment, that's where his power is at. Outside of the outside of the appointment, you know, he's just a guy. But in that, inside that appointment, see, is there's there's insane power. There is so much power. And, and in the spirit realm, in your appointment, that's where your power's at. See, that that's why that's why the enemy does everything he can to disappoint you. Because the prefix dis means to push down or press out of. Okay? To press down or push out of. The enemy wants to, you, you know, when reality collides with expectation, the door to disappointment swings open. And you're expecting one thing, but you see another thing. You're expecting God to make everything easy, but you see a battle coming. And disappointment, the, the enemy's trying to bring disappointment because he doesn't want you to remember what you know because you know that all things are going to work together for good. And you, 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 you have to remember that, and you have to get that, and you have to, you, have to, you, you know, you kind of got a man, you got to get a backbone. Hello, somebody. You, you got to get a backbone. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the, the best verse in the whole book First 1 Kings twenty two forty eight. 48. It says, Jehoshaphat created ships of Tarshish to go to Ophir for gold, but they went not for they were broken at Ejon Geber. My God, that's a great verse. Can, can you just feel the power, electrify the room right there? Jehoshaphat created ships of Tarshish to go to Ophir for gold, but they went not for they were broken at Ejon Geber. It's my life verse. You look really excited. You look like, well, I'm finding another one. No, get this one. Jehoshaphat, who is he? He's a king. What do he do? The king created vessels. The king created vessels to go carry the gold. You know, let me tell you what's golden a peaceful habitation, a secure dwelling place, a quiet resting place. That's golden. Let me tell you what's golden is living a life that's filled with purpose and, and God. It's golden right? That's golden. But, but Jehoshaphat ships didn't make it because they were broken at Ejon Geber, two words, but they're going to make one word, Ejon Geber, backbone. The king created vessels to go get the gold, but they didn't have the backbone to face the storm that's going to prevent them from reaching the gold. There's always going to be a storm. You got the shore promise given and the shore promise received, and it's always separated by a sea of storms. Always. And so we head out into the storm and we see things that don't look attractive, so we go back to shore. No, we got to go through the storm. And, and, and you got You just got to say no. This this thing is not going to move me. I'm going to face the storm. I got a backbone. I, I'm I, I'm not going to let things move me. I'm going to remember what I know, and I'm not changing my position because this is where the power's at. Man, you got things standing in front of you, but God's prepared it. You have this insane advantage. I said, you have this insane advantage. At last, let me just say this: that if, you, if, if you're going to get your position, you will have to watch your disposition. Because a disposition is a mental outlook regarding a thing. See, sometimes the enemy isn't the guy that gets the credit. For repositioning you, because really, he don't have the power to reposition you. You do. So it's your disposition. Think about it. Dis. I've talked about prefixes, right? Right. Prefix is a grammatical stem added at the beginning of a word to change the meaning of that word. Disposition to push or press out of. Dis position. Let me tell you where your battle's at. Your battle battling out there in those things. The strongholds are our mindsets, our belief systems, our opinions, our arguments, our reasonings that are against the knowledge of Christ. So if you don't know the anointing, you might believe anything. And the natural man, all, everything that's truth, the natural man says, that's foolish. But the spirit, he receives the things of the spirit. And it's life and health and healing and provision and power. Hello, somebody. So you you got you just got to make this decision. Okay, I'm not going to be moving my things. I'm going to remember what I know. I'm going to refuse to be repositioned, and I will dictate my disposition instead of allowing my disposition to dominate me. Amen. Come on, give Jesus one more hand this morning. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I want you to close your book and bow your head. We're going to pray together. And some of you guys, you know what? It's time to to get in the right position. Maybe you've never prayed what we might call the sinner's prayer. Maybe you've prayed it a 100 times. That's not the question. The question is, are you in the wrong position? Today, we're all going to pray a prayer together. We're not going to call anybody out. I'm not going to have you stand or anything. But if you're in this room today and and you say, you know what, Pastor Tom, I need to get myself in the right position. I need to be in Christ. If any man be in In Christ, he's new. Old things lose their power. Behold, all things become fresh and new. Maybe it's time today to get yourself in a godly position. Make this prayer that we're all gonna pray, make it your prayer. While nobody's looking around, if you're here today and you say, that's gonna be me. I'm making this prayer my prayer. I'm gonna get in the right position. I'm gonna get in Christ today. I want you to just hold your hand up real high so I can agree with you in prayer. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You can put them down again. Anybody else, just lift your hand up way high. Just say, you know what? Thanks, that's awesome. Yeah, you know, it's time for me. Thank you and thank you. It's time for me to get myself in Christ and to quit doing this thing, you know, my way. I don't want your way life. I want Zoe life. I want to receive the things of the Spirit. I want to be empowered and let God handle things. Father, today, we just thank you. I want everybody in this place, just say, dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life and change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me strength. Give me vision. I choose to live for you every day of my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, guys, give God a big hand.